Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Here's the issue. You want to use your essential oils in cooking, or maybe not, but regardless, you want them to be handy and you want them to be stored well so they don't degrade. So how do you do that? Well, I have three steps to share with you today so that your essential oils will not only be stored well and be preserved for as long as possible, but they're going to be handy and very usable for you. This is a question that came in from Amanda W. She said, I'm curious about how and where you store the essential oils that you use for cooking. I haven't managed to come up with a solution that really suits me yet. Any information would be appreciated. Well, Amanda, I'm going to share with you exactly what I do. I'm also going to share some ways that you can make it your own, you or anybody who's listening today. I do want to say, first off, just that um, two things, actually. One is uh, whether or not you cook with essential oils. That's not the topic of today's Ask Wardy. Some people are comfortable with it. Some people are not. Um, We're not covering that today. This is, if you do want to cook with it, some tips that are going to help you keep them handy and store them well. If you don't cook with them, that's fine. These tips should help you as well with storing, organizing, and keeping your essential oils handy and preserved well. So regardless, um, wherever you stand on that issue, I do hope this will help you. Um, Second, what was my second point I was going to say? I don't remember. I was going to say, oh, the second point that I was going to say is the kitchen is the worst place to keep your essential oils. So whether you're doing them for um, home health remedies or you're cooking with them, don't keep your essential oils in the kitchen. It's the worst place because the kitchen is warm. You have the heat of the stove, the heat of the oven. If your dehydrator is running, your refrigerator is warm, you're running warm water, so around the sink is warm. That warmth um, is the opposite of how to store your essential oils. They need cool and dark. So you don't want them to be warm. You don't want them to be exposed you know, to light, as, uh, keep them dark as much as possible. So the kitchen is really a bad place to keep them. And that's where you run into a catch-22 if you wanna cook with them or if you're using them frequently in your DIY projects is you want them to be handy, but don't keep them in the kitchen. So I hope that what I share today is gonna to be helpful to give you some tips for a way to manage kind of both those things, handy and good preservation. Okay, so feel free to share your questions or comments as we go. Um, on Facebook, Danielle's right there answering your questions. I'll go back later and do that. Um, also go to askwardy.tv, look for this episode, it's number 96, and you can add any questions or comments in the comments there. All right, so Amanda, let's get to it. Three steps to storing your essential oils so that you preserve their potency and they're still easy to get and use. Step one is 
You want to put them all together. Now, DIY things would be, you know, a cardboard box, maybe a U.S. Postal Service priority mail shipping box. But there are um, special carry cases that are made for essential oils, like this fabric one would hold nine essential oils. There's ones that hold like 16 or 30. I have some links for you at askwardy.tv or look just below this video. There are wooden boxes and I love these. This is from Rocky Mountain Oils, which is one of our two favorite essential oil sources. Uh, this holds 32, 30 or 32, 32. They also have um, boxes that hold 16. I have three of these and two of them hold our singles and one of them holds our blends. Um, and these are fantastic because they're very portable. So you can take them wherever in the house you need them. And I have some tips for you to make it even better. But step one really is that you need to get all your essential oils gathered together. You do have some options. Like I told you, um, I have two boxes like this for our singles, and then I have one box for our blends. But if you're cooking with your essential oils, um, you could also opt for having a carry case, small or large, really depending on how many oils you have, devoted to your cooking oils and then all your other oils separate. For me, I keep them all together in our carry cases. I don't split out the cooking ones from the others. Um, and I just keep them all alphabetized. Because cooking oils have overlap in other health projects um, and health needs. So it just makes it easy for me, I think, just to keep them all together. And then when I need them for cooking, I know where they are. When I need them for health, I know where they are. And I don't have to think, is that a cooking oil? Is that with, you know, you know what I mean, I think. All right, so you want to keep all of them together no matter what your storage uh, situation is keep them all together and it can be simple as reusing a cardboard box you don't have to purchase anything but um, I have chosen to purchase these wood boxes okay step two here is where um, some of the essential oil companies fall short and Rocky Mountain oils which is one of our favorites does not fall short here when you purchase oils they actually have a circle label on the top that tells you what the oil is who would have thought? But some others don't have that. Um, and it's, it's not a reflection on the quality of the oils, of course, but it's just one thing where you say, ah, that's really, that's really helpful. So your oils are gonna be facing up in your container. Well, if you want a certain one, and they, even if they're alphabetized, which mine are, um, you're still, if they're not labeled on top, you're having to get your case and look through them Oh, okay, that's the one I want. I'm just pretending they weren't labeled on top. So um, here's the step I'm gonna suggest for number two is for any oils that uh, do not have labels on top, you wanna label them on top. Um, if you want something that's purchased that is ready to go for um, your, like for the size of your essential oil bottles, I have this link for you with the video and it is to a set of labels that are specifically made for essential oil bottles. Um, otherwise, you could you know, cut up address labels, you could do kind of a DIY thing. These are Avery um, circle labels. These are too large for the top of bottles, but what I did is I just took a fine tip marker and I wrote um, the name of the oil but I tried to keep it smaller than the width of the circle. And then I kind of just cut around it in a square so then I could apply to the top of my bottle. So, you know, it's definitely homemade, but that means that I can scan this case and I can see what everything is at a glance instead of having to pull out multiple bottles. So 
whatever oils you have that don't have labels on top, label them on top. Um, it's kind of fun. I personally feel great satisfaction from um, labeling things. And I don't go overboard. I'm not a huge labeler, but when I want to use the essential oils and they're labeled, I just, you know, thank myself every time when I open this box that I can actually see what's in there <laughs> at a glance. So that's number two. And it will be helpful if you're doing your own blends or, you know, you're buying a large quantity of one and splitting it up into smaller bottles. You know, if you have labels, you can label your own bottles too. So step one was get them all together in something like a box or a case, step two is label the bottle tops that don't already come with labels um, of what they are. Now, step three, you wanna choose your cool, dark location for storage. They're labeled already, they're put together so you can get them in and out, but where do you wanna put them? As I said before, the kitchen is the worst place. It's too warm um, and your oils will not last as long. And they're really a precious investment. You've spent money on them, so you want them to last as long as possible. So perhaps you have a coat closet or a linen closet or something that's like close to the kitchen that doesn't get the warmth um, and is just kept shut off. So that would be a great place maybe. Reorganize it or find a shelf to stick your essential oils there. Uh, the idea is that it's gonna be handy. So then when you're cooking with your essential oils or you're pulling them out for some kind of project, you just go to the cupboard and you know, you get your box and you bring it to where you need it, you do your thing, and then you put it away. Uh, another thing you can do is a bedroom closet or you know, like where you keep all your other health, health stuff, your herbs and things. Personally, I'm still keeping all of these in my bedroom closet where I have our homeopathics and our herbs and everything together. I use them a lot in the bedroom. I do use them in the kitchen too, so when I need them, I just bring them down and our closet stays cool and dark. So I just choose to um, keep them there and, and bring them where I need them. Now, having said that, it is not the most convenient place for me to keep them, but I've chosen to do that. Sometimes I'll be in the kitchen and I'll think, oh, I would really like such and such an oil. Sometimes I'll actually pass up getting it because I don't want to go get it. So here's where I'm being honest with you about the downside to keeping them far away. Yes, they're preserved, but they're not quite as handy. So for you, you want to find a place that they are handy, but yet they're preserved in a cool and dark place. So that could mean, like I suggested at first, like a linen closet or a coat closet or something that's near to the kitchen, um, but it's not the kitchen, doesn't have the warmth of the kitchen. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, and this is all spelled out for you at the notes. Couple questions that might come up. One is, wh wh where do you, it always comes up, where do, you, where do you buy your essential oils? We like Rocky Mountain Oils and Aroma Foundry. There are links with this video and they're pasted in the Facebook Live as well. So check there for links and know that your purchases there do support us. They give us some pennies to keep our sourdough starter fed. So thank you very much. Um, another thing is I wanted to share well, really, you know, one other thing that you could do, and this is a bonus because I actually didn't type this up at the show notes, but um, I wanted to sh share with you one other organization tip that I use for essential oils, and I also use it for um, herbs. So here's what I do is on my phone, also on my iPad, also on the desktop, I use this application called Omni Outliner. Um, and there's probably other apps that would do this, allow you to make lists and sync between devices. And so I have a list of essential oils. And within that list, I have singles and I have blends. And I've actually entered every single oil that we own. And I also there's a column for quantity. So if I have two bottles, I'll put a two. If I have three, I'll put a three. If I have one, I'll put a one. And you may know that there are 15 milliliter, 
size bottles, and there's five milliliter size bottles, and there may be others, but just to keep it simple, if I had, if both of these were like peppermint, for instance, and I had a, a 15 mil and a five mil, in the quantity column, I would put 1.5, and that tells me I have a full size and I have a small size. So that's just my easy way of doing it. I have that, and then anytime I run out of an oil, I go to my, I mean, I usually have something with me, phone or iPad, or I'm near the computer, and I go and open that app, and I just change the quantity. Anytime I order oils, as soon as they arrive and I'm unboxing them, I'm typing anything new into my little list um, and updating the quantity. So either adding something new or adding additional to the quantity. And I can't tell you, it's a very simple thing to do, but I can't tell you how helpful it's been. Like my daughter, Hania, will be calling me or texting me and saying, Mom, do you have this oil? And instead of actually going to the box, I just open up my little list and I say, yes, I do. I have that one. Or no, we don't have that one. She and I are often do a little bit, do some collaboration on recipes or things that we're preparing for all of you. And so it comes up frequently. Do we have that oil? Um, and I can just check on my, check on my list. Uh, like I said, I use that same thing for all our herbs, our loose herbs that I may buy in bulk. So I have a list of single herbs and herb blends. And I don't keep a quantity in those because they usually go by ounces or pounds. It's just basically, do we have it or not? And the same thing happens with Hania a lot. She'll say, Mom, do we have nettles? Do we have calendula and I just look on my list <laughs> yes we do and if we need further information on quantity then I'll go down to our food storage where I keep them cool and dark and we'll look it up so that is my bonus tip if you're watching or listening and I'll do my best to add this to the notes but it's not currently there now um, so check it out if that will help you so just a quick recap you want to put all your oils together um, you want to label the top of the bottles so that you can easily scan and see what's there. And three, you want to keep them dark and cool in a convenient location, convenient to the kind of needs you have. My, okay, and bonus tip number four was, you know, actually make an inventory list of them. Just very simple in an application that you can refer to. It could be paper and pencil. And my encouragement with all of this is that um, a system is only good if it serves you. You don't want to serve the system. So... I feel like what I've devised here is very simple for me to maintain. It doesn't take a lot of effort. Um, it actually makes it easy for me to use uh, the essential oils in our daily life. Um, but if it was a very complicated system, like if I was really keeping track of quantity or if I was separating out my oils further than singles and blends, like say I had split them up into cooking oils and you know other singles, if I had more kind of categories of oils, it would turn out to be something for me that would be harder to maintain and it wouldn't be as useful. So I, you gotta make that call for yourself. I'm sharing what I do, these three steps with a bonus using the apps, um, but you gotta make that call for yourself. What kind of a system is gonna help you instead of make it harder for you? A system is only good if it helps you. If it ends up making it harder for you to live your life or keep up with it, then it's really not doing its job, right? So that's what I hope these three steps are for you. And thank you, Amanda, so much for um, asking the question. I love talking about this stuff, and I hope it was helpful. If anybody's looking for labels or links to the boxes or links to our favorite essential oil sources, they're at askwardy.tv with this episode or look below this video. Um, also, as you may know, 
Um, I'm here at Traditional Cooking School by Ganalfglins, and our thing really is traditional cooking, and essential oils are so helpful for nourishing our bodies, and we do use them in cooking occasionally, very healthfully. We follow some specific guidelines, but if you're interested in learning about traditional cooking, traditional cooking is um, taking care. If you're cooking already, you're not spending any extra time, but you're taking care to prepare foods in the most nutritious and digestible way possible. And this really can improve your health um, and improve the joy at the family dinner table. So if you'd like to experience that and kind of test it out for yourself, I'd like to invite you to sign up for our free traditional cooking video series where I introduce you to the fundamentals of traditional cooking. So introduce you to things like soaking and sprouting, uh, tell you what Ganalfglins are, uh, introduce to you the concept of skillet dishes where you don't have to have a recipe, but you can dive into your pantry and use foods that you already have to create one dish meals that are very delicious and flavorful for your family. So if you want to check all that out, the link is with this video, or you can go to tradcookschool.com slash free vids. Free vids is all one word. Or just look with this video, you will see a link. And I think that's a wrap. So thanks for your question, Amanda. If any of you have questions to add to the queue, be sure to let me know. The instructions are at askwardy.tv. You can submit by email or click a handy button to submit it by Facebook Messenger. Uh, I will be back here again next week, same time, same place. So I hope you will join me then too. God bless you all. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy. Or send an email to Wardy at AskWardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to AskWardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at TradCookSchool on the Periscope app, or go to periscope.tv slash TradCookSchool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.